Atheist Talk on KTN and FAM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Good morning to all of you joining us locally by radio and streaming online. We appreciate you tuning in. Today is Sunday, December 17th, 2017, and I'm your host, Hertzy Hertz. I'm here with Daniel Hansen to chat with Matthew and Eric from Odd Atheist Friends. This is an open conversation, and we welcome and encourage listener interaction with your phone calls to 952-946-6205, your emails to radio at mnatheist.org, or tweet us at atheisttalk. The phone number is only available when we are live, but you can always email or tweet whether we're live or when you're whether you're listening to the podcast. Dan, Matthew, Eric, good morning and welcome to Atheist Talk. Morning. Good morning. Morning. Yay! All four of us are here. Well, not here here, but close enough to here. And as we say on the Odd Atheist First podcast, your God doesn't doesn't exist, god dang it. <laughs> Not quite. Is that exactly how you say it? <laughs> uh, no, not exactly. I was gonna. I was going to ask if you if you guys could give a PG thirteen or PG version of how you introduce your podcast. Um, that was, uh, that was about as PG thirteen as I get. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so not. I was gonna say. Few... We'll have to do a Patreon uh, Patreon only show, uh, and then you guys can can loosen up. <laughs> yes, we will, we'll see if we can do some patron-only stuff after this, and, and then we can ask my favorite question. Um, but until then, we talked online, and this is going to be, for our listeners, this is going to be a little bit more of a casual show, but we talked about online about one of the newest things that 45 is doing, and that is prohibiting words from being used. Now, specifically, this is for the CDC. Um, but there are seven words or phrases that will not be allowed in preparing document official documents for 2018. And since you don't work for the CDC, Hertz, you're going to go ahead and tell us what they are, aren't you? I am. They are vulnerable, entitlement, science-based, diversity, transgender, fetus, and evidence-based. Scary words. That makes my head hurt. <laughs> The factor that we're banning these words or the factor that, that these words exist? <laughs> the fact that they're being banned by the government. Yes. Yeah, I, I figured. I was just making I know, I know. Being silly. All right. So, yeah. So, what is, what's next, do we think? Boy, I don't know. I mean, it's, yeah, I guess uh, if we're going to curtail speech... I mean, thought crime, um, you know, it seems the, the logical next place to go. Um, but I'm, I'm wondering what's so dangerous about these words and why, you know, we wouldn't, the, the government wouldn't want the CDC to use them. What's, what's obviously they're dangerous. Um, so what, what they think they're dangerous. Right. Well, then what, why would that be? Why, why would be, let's, let's start, say diversity. What's. What's dangerous about that? Yeah, what's the point in not saying that? Matt, Eric, thoughts? Um, uh, diversity is wanna... because, um, you know, we can't just have everybody as a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant now, can we? I mean, gee, Eric is a transgendered man. Heaven forbid that we actually show That's what other people might be doing. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Eric? Um, I don't think you're allowed to say that word, Matthew. 
Yeah, I'm going to keep saying that word. The government might not be able to still say it, but I still have my First Amendment rights for right now. I was going to say the FCC, as far as I know, hasn't banned any any words aside from the the big seven. So I'm pretty sure we're okay. Right. <clears throat> Otherwise, there's going to be a lot of beeping in this episode. <laughs> you know, the thing is, this this is um, this this whole thing about. Uh, not using the the ones that actually bug me that all bugs me, but like the whole evidence based and what was the other one that was uh, analogous to that science based science based um you know as as atheists, we try to you know live our lives rationally and you know believe in in science and and in in trying to face life uh, with the best knowledge we have right and so this this whole idea that that we wouldn't want to talk about that. I mean, the Centers for Disease Control, that's science. How, how do you then not talk about... Are, are you sure it's science? Science. Are you sure it's not just witchcraft and alchemy? Well, probably <laughs> witchcraft, you know. And this is the thing where you would use evidence-based the most, you know, um, because especially if you're trying to deal with stuff like communicable diseases, you know, <laughs> the CDC Center for Communicable Diseases, you know, right? Um, so they, so they, I'm just saying, it, yeah. it's just ridiculous that you wouldn't it, that those words would be not being able allowed to be used. That that's just stupefying. They work on HIV and AIDS, viral hepatitis, STDs, you know, tuberculosis, etc. How do you how do you not talk about things like gender and um, you know the science? behind that uh how do you not talk about the fact that we have a diverse culture and you know these diseases affect different groups of people in different ways i i don't even know how you begin to try to formulate anything helpful or usable if if you're not allowed to talk about things like this so so i'm going to take a second eric you're a big star trek geek right i can call you out on that (laughs) yeah you can call me out on that all right so in Star Trek, I think it was like there's a certain point in the Star Trek universe canon where they're supposed to go through this really bad, horrible time that leads into the discovery of the warp drive, right? Yeah. I'm wondering if this is that. <laughs> I really hope it is. <laughs> and of course, my next question is, I'm really, or my next thought is, I'm really hoping that, that we actually live to see the warp drive then. <laughs> How's that going to happen if we're anti-science? Because, well, I mean, we can't use evidence-based and science-based theories to move us. For, or let's just start even with hypothesis before we start even going to theories to be able to go from one side to the other. I mean, how can we move? I mean, we we can't even get a mass transit going to a bullet train. But you know, they, you want to have transporters? Come on! <laughs> I actually, I have to tell you. I have to tell you guys a secret. All right. Ooh. Okay, you're you're not allowed to say transgender because um, or science based because transgender people are actually magicians and we're just gonna make this all happen through magic. I knew it. I you know I had my doubts about. Um, so you guys really are unicorns. <laughs> P.S. Completely pure freaking magic. Oh <laughs> uh, well, that's it's good to know that that um, and and. What do I have to do to get magic powers? We, no, we probably can't talk about that. Um, <laughs> you have to just feel it in your heart. Okay. Oh, really? I thought you, that you'd have to sacrifice a fetus, which is why we can't say fetuses no, anymore. See? <laughs> see? The, uh, 
I, I wanted to bring this up because it's it's so telling. Um, the they the all these words they the, there's only uh, two of them that they give a different suggested phrase, um, and that is for science based or evidence based. The suggested phrase is CDC bases its recommendations on science in consideration with community standards and wishes. So. I guess that does give credence to Eric's idea that it's magic. Oh, yeah, wishing, yeah. Because that's what magic well, is, right? Well, we should talk to the magician. Yes. Right. What are community standards and wishes? That's actually another good thing. Cause um, it, I mean, how are we going to define wishing? Well, we've got several states, Texas, uh, what was it, uh, Tennessee, and uh, what was it? I don't know. But anyways, they're, so they're actually trying to use the Bible as in public schools and not as literature. Um, so, you know, uh, 45s and his education secretary is definitely trying to do an end number on trying to stop, uh, well, uh, stop getting the Bible to go into school. I mean, they, they want the Bible into school. So... Um, so if you've got that going on, it makes the all of this a little bit harder to do to get science because you've got people who don't even think that you know uh, was it the flat Earth theory is coming back even more. Mm-hmm. I know. You know. How does that work with the flood theory? Doesn't the water fall off the edges? I'm a little shaky on my on my creationist. Uh, I am too. I I don't get it. But I mean, you know, you've got a lot of people out in the U.S. today, and not just the U.S., but. You know, like uh, other modern religions have also got these, too, where they've, you know, think the universe is only a few thousand years old. And, yeah. you know, it's um, I have friends. It's, it's I have just, friends and family that that believe that. Yep. I'm feeling very lucky. I don't have friends and family who believe that. <laughs> <laughs> or if they do, they haven't said anything. Um, so th- what? OK, here's a question then. Mm-hmm. All right. So what, if anything, is is actionable about this we can talk about this here and i think we should talk about it and i think we should use those words all the time because they're normal words um but you know is there anything besides getting out and and like trying to vote the people that don't want to hear words out of office i mean is there anything that we can think of that we could do at this point I was going to say, the news just came out, I think, yesterday or Friday. So I'm sure there's already specific organizations like the ACLU and um, I don't want to say the FFRF, but I wouldn't be surprised if they were also looking at this. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some of those organizations who are already starting on this and will have some action plans fairly soon. The problem is they, they dropped it on a weekend. And so since a lot of places are closed for the weekend, it makes it a lot harder to start planning on what to do. Cheeto mm. Laney does that a lot. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, he kind of has a, a habit of doing that, which is very annoying. Uh, but please stay with us through the break. We'll return to Atheist Talk. And with Matthew and Eric from Odd Atheist Friends, I'm Hertzie Hertz, and you're listening to AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Thank you. 
back to AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. You're tuned in to Atheist Talk, and I'm your host, Hertzie Hertz, in studio with Dan, talking to today's guests of Matthew and Eric from Odd Atheist Friends. Before we get back, however, I want to remind everyone listening live that immediately following this program, you can listen to American Atheist Viewpoint, an official production from American Atheists. Please note, you can always catch American Atheist Viewpoint by subscribing to the podcast version in iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or the podcast player of your choice. As for the here and now, if you'd like to get involved in the conversation with Matthew and Eric this morning, you can call us at 952-946-6205, email us at radio at mnatheist.org, or tweet us at atheisttalk. Matt, Eric, Dan, welcome back. It's good to be here. Good morning. I'm glad I'm back. Awesome. So we were chatting a little bit on Facebook since you guys are not in the studio specifically, but uh, one of the questions that I wanted to bring up was... Um, Breakfast? Well, yeah, I mean, that listening to that cucumbers <laughs> commercial admittedly always gets me hungry. So that would work. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> they actually really do have a really good buffet. I like it. Um, there's And the best part is their salad bar is like the big thing. That's that's like the main yeah, spot. Yeah, it's pretty serious. Yeah. So it's actually like you, you actually feel almost healthy. Um, but one of the questions I had for all of us was, well, since Trump has decided that banning words is a great idea... What words do you want to ban, you know, him from saying? Matthew, we're going to start with you. It seems like the only two adverbs you can string together is, uh, what was that, Um, really, really. So if I can have him stop saying really, really together, that's where I would start. So he can only say one really? He can only say one really. Now, is that one really per paragraph or one really per sentence? Uh, per paragraph. I mean, it seems like those are the only two adverbs you can string together. So I want him to get out of third grade English. That would be great. I think if we could ban fake news, that, that term, that might be good, too. Um, yeah, since, since nobody in the administration seems to understand what, uh, what that means. So, <laughs> <laughs> Eric? Um, I think I want him to quit saying, believe me. <laughs> 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 so i wanted to we I, don't yeah. no i was gonna say i'd like to get rid of the word uh great yeah or, or, or the word best sad that one th- that would be a good one but best and great he cannot use those anymore mm. so i was i there was something tickling in the back of my head and so i did a quick check and and was reminded that Two years ago, Florida also was banning words. Um, they banned the term climate change and global warming. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, if, if there's ever like a, you know, just complete denial, you know, Florida's right. I mean, they're 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 primed for a lot of devastation because of climate change. It actually started. You know, it's already started, um, and you know this this idea that if we just don't talk about it then then it's not real is i don't know maybe that's part of that whole magical thinking um you know where it's like well if if uh if i say words out into space you know like a prayer um then then things will get better or it'll make a difference sort of like well if i don't say these words then it's not going to happen What was it? I've seen some things that's like that if uh, global warming gets a lot worse, that we actually can lose the whole entire state of Florida. So, 
yeah, they can think about that all they want to, but they're the ones going to be in the biggest and, uh, at least as far as the U.S. goes, the, the the strongest hurt the quickest. Right. So good luck with that. Yeah. It makes me think of the Terry Gillum movie, um, and I can't remember the name of it. I think it was like The Horn of Time or something like that. Hmm. Um, but this Viking guy is going off to try and rescue somebody from the afterlife or something. Um, but at one point, he finds Atlantis. And Atlantis is sinking, and all the politicians are piled up on this rock. Oh, that was there for Ragnarok. That oh, that was, was Ragnarok? Okay. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I, I remember what you're talking about. Yep. Yeah, obviously not the new Thor movie, which I haven't seen and really, really need to go see. But yeah, so the, all the politicians are like, no, no, we're fine, we're fine, everything's fine. <laughs> all good. As they're sinking, and yeah. every time this kind of stuff comes up, it, that's that's what I think about, because I'm like, that's what Florida's going to be, is there's going to be all these people going, oh no, nothing's happening. Nothing's happening, and it's like no, it's it's still happening. We yeah, can see it now. Isn't Florida like like on average eighteen inches above sea level or something stupid like that? It's 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 not it's much. A, no, it's really low. It's only several feet. It's, yeah. it's not a whole heck of a lot. Right. Does not take much to sink that. So, and they're seeing it in the the Everglades and uh, and the Keys now. Mm. So. Well, I think this really comes to me as it really points out uh, this issue I think is hugely problematic. Um, and I, this isn't just with uh, with conservatives or anything else. It's that people seem to have this idea that, um, that they're taking what they want to be true over what actually is true. You know, we deal with that as atheists every day, you know. Um, you know, I get it. It'd be nice to live forever, and um, you know, it'd be great to always be happy. I guess you know, although that seems weird. It's like that seems like a drugged out existence for eternity. But uh, you know, I, I get it. Um, but this idea that you know, well, I'm just going to go with what I wish to be true, and that's more important than what is actually true. I see that, you know, with, with the woo, especially with, with medical stuff with on the left, um, you know, uh, David Avocado Wolf and, and all his stuff with, you know, anti-vax and everything. And, um, you know, then on the right and things like climate change and, and uh, gender and, and all these other things. And it just, I don't, it's, it's scary and depressing. And I, I don't, I don't know what we do about that, if, if we can educate that away or, or or what you do. Honestly, I'm going to be the Debbie Downer here. I don't think we can. I mean, within our own community, we have people who will look at gender gender issues or, or the idea of transgender, and they, you know, basically just, it's really just wishing that they don't want it to, to exist or they want it to be in this particular vein. And it's just like... That that's not the way it works. Women are still people, and transgender people are still people, and they should have all of the rights that everybody else has. That that's the end of that sentence. Yeah. I, think, <laughs> Sorry, I was listening to you guys' Mythicist Milwaukee episode <laughs> last night, so <laughs> it was a good one. Yeah, I think that education can help, even if it's seems like it's not doing anything i think that getting to know someone i mean me as a transgender person if i get to know someone that was previously really against transgender people and they realize that i'm just like a normal dude you know 
that that really helps them understand that it's not this scary um thing they didn't understand before that I'm just existing as a human being. So I think that does help. Even though there's a lot of people that do feel that your existence is threatening. Yeah. I mean, what do I we do? About, think, yeah. I think that they think my existence is threatening because they've just never really encountered a transgender person. So. I just have to go meet every single one of them. That's what we do. <laughs> we can line thing. them up. It's a good thing you're magical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh, does this mean that you can be in two places at once? Because that would be totally awesome. You should be in the studio then. I'm just going to say you should have made it. I am right behind you right now. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> I really like your sweater, Hertzie. Aw, thank you. <laughs> well, we'll return with our guests, Matthew and Eric, right after the break. Please stay with us. Thank you for tuning in to Atheist Talk on AM 950 KTNF. I'm your host, Hertzy Hertz. In studio, we're having what I would classify as an awesome conversation with Matthew and Eric from Odd Atheist Friends. Before we continue this conversation, which will be our final for that segment with Matthew and Eric, there's a bit of housekeeping I need to attend to. Atheist Talk is produced with funding from Minnesota Atheists and Cucumbers Restaurant in Edina, Minnesota. Please consider visiting our sponsors. And if you do, let us know that let them know that you appreciate their support of Atheist Talk. If you'd like to advertise on this program and help keep us on the air, please contact us at radio at mnatheist.org. I also want to note our group of dedicated volunteers and the generous donations of you, our listeners. You help keep Atheist Talk on the air and in podcast form. I also want to note our donor of the week is Cindy. Thank you, Cindy, for donating and helping keep us on the air. If you're able to help with the donation, please consider doing so at our radio fund page or our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash atheist talk. Minnesota Atheist is a 501c3 tax-deductible organization and we can do this show without you, and we deeply appreciate your support. Music for Atheist Talk is by composer and member Brent Michael Davis and is used with permission. Please note, all opinions are of the guests and hosts only and do not necessarily reflect of the Minnesota Atheist Organization. As always, check out the Minnesota Atheist website for podcasts and previous programs. You can browse articles, book reviews, and peruse the calendar of upcoming events. You can also sign up for the Atheist Weekly email. AWE will give you a list of upcoming events, and it's a great way to stay connected in the community. We always have tons of activities going on in the Twin Cities and the outlying suburbs. If you enjoy this show and all Minnesota Atheist has to offer, consider becoming a member of Minnesota Atheist while you're on the website. Membership has some great perks. Check out how and what on the website. With all this relevant and very useful information out of the way, let's get back to our conversation with Dan, Matt, and Eric. We're back. We're back. Ohio gozaimasu. So, um, Hertzie referenced uh, Eric the Viking, the Monty Python that's the name. Um, movie earlier. Uh, are you two Monty Python fans? Is a frog's butt uh, water tight? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you kind of have to with the life of Brian, right? And, you know, you'd think. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And the meaning of life. Oh, I, the meaning of life. I wanted to mention uh, Eric Idle has uh, a show that's coming out on PBS on the, December 22nd. Um, this is this is a, a Dan plug. This has nothing to do with our. our <laughs> we're not. This isn't an ad, actually. Anyways, Eric Idle's got a show called The Entire Universe, um, which looks like it might be sort of a space opera. Um, anyways, it's going to be on 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 uh, PBS on the 22nd. I got to say, I'm, I don't even know anything about it, but I'm looking forward to it. it Eric Idle's hilarious. Oh, yes. Oh, that sounds awesome. Well, I was going to say, Dan, that actually kind of segues. So this, for this last bit, we're just going to geek out for a little bit. 
I'll try. Yep. Um. <laughs> We're going to geek out about D&D. You're okay. You're okay. We'll say talk- something about Star Trek. I'll, I'll look glassy-eyed at you. Come on. Come on. Say something Trekkie-ish. Trekkie-ish. Tribbles Trek- are adorable, and I want one. They're little... Fuzzy things, right? <laughs> yeah. This is why we're talking D and D. Okay. <laughs> so, Eric, you were saying on the on the Facebook chat that you have a lizard folk character. Um. Yeah, I do. He's hey. a hillbilly lizard folk. How does this work? Um. Tell me. <laughs> well, he. <laughs> this is an abomination very... according to evolution. Shush. <laughs> I know he has a very thick accent and um, very thick southern accent, and he plays banjo. He's a barbarian. Oh, <laughs> that is Eric. You're a terrible person. Uh, um, I love it. I know. <laughs> oh, that's that's hmm. perfect. So, yeah, he he was raised in the swamps, surrounded by mountains, so they were really cut off. Um, and it's just like this group of hillbilly lizard folk. But so my character is so dumb that they kicked him out. Oh wow! Wow. I was gonna say that the the. the Oh, do we have a call? I thought I thought you might be going for the opposite, like he was too smart and kicked him out. That's what tends to happen in uh, some small towns. I, so <laughs> I was just going to make the bad joke. So a bunch of swamps surrounded by by mountains. So you're saying the Bible Belt? Mm. I'm, it's based on my life. Okay. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Wait, just how musical are you, magician? Um, do you play instruments? <laughs> A little bit. I play flute, <laughs> the manliest of instruments. Nice. <laughs> hey, it, flute. It, flutes are needed. <laughs> yes, actually, we. I know we've talked about this before, but Dan has runs a game that I play in, and I'm on my third character. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. gosh. Yeah, this one um, is probably going. Is going. Well, not probably. It's going to be a gnome alchemist who has a drug addiction. Yeah, each each time the like the information and backstory just gets smaller and smaller. There's like just like okay, I don't know. I didn't roll all of the stats. I figured I probably won't make it through the next three hours anyways. So, well then, well then, what's fun is like everybody who else. Well, not everybody, everybody, but most of our other players are are noobs, and they're very very protective of their characters. And I'm the only one who's willing to go up and knock on the door. <laughs> hey, I, I got a joke. Ooh. What what do you call a bard with a lot of hit points? What? A con artist. Oh. It hurts. That's pretty bad. I want to that, say that's bad. Bump, bump. <laughs> oh, we could do the joke show, you know, like like uh, when there used to be a Prairie Home Companion, they had a joke show, except none of mine are acceptable. So I was going to say that will be a patron only because right. we all know my favorite jokes. Yeah. <laughs> and, right. and admittedly... Actually, that's not a bad idea. We should do that's that. That's not, no. Um, <laughs> yes, I, I like to say that the reason I will never run for president of, the athe- of Minnesota Atheists is because I make too many very bad jokes. <laughs> Usually involving dead babies. <laughs> that's that's why we're that's the, what we're running with as far as why Hertzie can't. Be, yes, so. granted, ah. everyone listening can get a hold of me. So <laughs> at radio at mnatheist org. There you go. <laughs> you can say how bad my humor is. I, I I'll accept it. So do you guys uh, do you, uh, also um, role play uh, things besides D and D? Are you into into like um, well, Cthulhu, I mean, there's a, Shadow yeah, there's Run. a million other ones. So. Should I start filling in for you? No. Oh, I've been playing Battletech off and on since, like, 1986. Actually, like, not the card game, but the actual, like, 
the mechs on the board and with the characters. Mech warrior. Miniatures. Whoa. Nice. I didn't... I, actually, that makes a lot of sense now that I think about it. You being a miniatures guy, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> right. So... Yeah, I've been playing it off and on, and when I was stationed in Spain, um, I had a long-term game that was three years long, and we played, like, three times a week, and so by the end of it, I ended up having my own clan, and yeah, it was pretty bad, Okay, so and uh, we invaded the inner sphere. So, Adam, so those miniatures games, because, I mean, I've, I go to Fantasy Flight on a fairly regular basis, and they have, like, all these miniatures, because Fantasy Flight, I think they do... One of those miniature games, I can't remember which one. Um, but the guys come in with these huge boxes. So, how many boxes of miniatures did you end up having in Spain? And and how many? How much money have you spent on this? Oh, well, I'm not allowed I to ask that. That's a myself shirt. of those a long time ago. <laughs> uh, about the first time, about when the time I divested myself of my first wife. Uh, <laughs> so, but uh, I don't know. I was probably let's call it about fifteen hundred dollars. Oh, well, that's yeah. I was going to say when 4th edition, because 4th edition sent out a lot of books, and so that I wouldn't be surprised if that's how much my books cost. Yeah. yeah. So, but uh, as far as like D&D miniatures, I've only got like a couple. And yeah. they're like really generic, like not really good ones and that kind of stuff. So I, I, so I, I understand why they're so expensive. I don't really expensive. have many D&D. My problem with D&D miniatures is I don't like, like I often play female characters, and so finding a female miniature that's not naked yeah <laughs> is really hard and then people are always like oh go to hero forge i'm like yes i'm going to spend 30 dollars oh, right. to customize i mean granted it's custom which is kind of cool but it's only custom within a certain thing for a miniature okay here's here's my thought on what's going to happen in the future with this so 3d printers are becoming you know more and more common you know yeah. people just have them and you know i have friends that just have them in their basement whatever you know right so I think eventually what's going to happen is people will just sell you the file and then you can just do your own. So you, you know, buy the file for $3 or whatever, and then you just go ahead and just build your own. I think there's actually some files that, that they already have up for free. Okay. You can 3D print them. Yeah. yeah. So Eric, how about, do you have any miniatures? Um, yeah, I had a miniature problem for a while. <laughs> I don't know uh, what to say to that. That's, <laughs> your surgery? Was it, you know, that's personal. I'm not going to ask that oh, over here. I wasn't even going to go there. Right. So, so tell us about this miniature problem. <laughs> um, well, there's a bunch of game shops where I live, and I, I just had some money in college from scholarships and <laughs> <laughs> you know just would buy a bunch of D miniatures because that's what you do when you're a cool kid right, right. oh yes do, do you paint them too or or i have painted a few i have my my main character is a bard and he's very flamboyant and he has a pink robe on and it's wonderful oh that sounds awesome how high is his charisma oh it's insanely high it's his highest <laughs> score and with all of his buffs he gets up to like almost 50 charisma oh my goodness so wait and okay so which edition are you guys playing um we're playing uh fourth edition on oh, that character okay yeah so that actually does change that a bit because fourth edition like the numbers were a little different right yeah, now we're yeah. playing fifth edition none of it made sense so there's that. no but 3.5 is where sense. you can really break a character and have some fun though 
<laughs> fourth edition made sense. I liked. I'm not edition. saying it didn't. But no, I was talking to Dan. I'm just saying, but if, I, I mean, if, if you really want to play like hyper-powered characters, nope. And those kind of fun characters, three point five is the way to go. I don't and know. if you want to get back to reality, go play some five zero. But three point five—that's like that's when like you want to make a hero, make it in three point five. I like my my Dungeons and Dragons based on reality. Uh, we have laws in this <laughs> world, okay? Come on. And I'll I will. What's the matter? About sneaking across a cloud to go assassinate somebody through a closed window. <laughs> I already have two people in my game of fifth edition who have munchkin characters to the point where I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. Like we had this guy named Mike who, I mean, he had what three attacks every round? Yeah. Oh my gosh, it was ridiculous. So Her- Hertzie has a has a um, I don't know if you got it yet or not. RPG, um, the uh, Satanic Panic one, which I really want to play. Yes, I, so it's I believe they said February is when they should be starting to ship it. But I actually, yeah, but it was a Kickstarter. Um, but I do have some quick start rules. That um, if I can get if I can get a group of people who are willing to play, I will try to run it. And the whole idea is we, the players, are the police going after people who play Dungeons and Dragons. How meta! <laughs> really? Yeah, yes. that's amazing. I don't. I, I want to play it so badly. And considering my my relative obsession with D and D and the Satanic Panic, I of course have the whole stuff coming. All the stuff coming. Right. <laughs> We should Skype. It reminds it. me kind of paranoia, but you know yeah. the, the game paranoia. It reminds yeah. me kind of a paranoia. Yes, but with like less scary computers who are trying to kill you. <laughs> yeah, you know, hurts when you get it up and running. Yeah. We, you should you should invite the guys here. We should we should do a Skype Ooh. one. Oh my gosh, yes, we should totally do that. That would be that will it will have to be patron only, but it would be so worth it. That would be a blast. All right, well, thank you for tuning in to Atheist Talk. We'd love for you to join us next Sunday, which should be another fun and exciting episode. It will be pre-recorded as the station actually will be closed for the holiday. But thank you for joining us and have a wonderful week. Welcome to the American Atheist Viewpoint. I'm Nick Fish, National Program Director for American Atheists. Thank you, as always, for joining us. Uh, This week in the United States House of Representatives and Senate, uh, we've received word that the final version of the uh, Republican tax plan, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, H.R. 1, will not include a provision that was included in the House version of the bill that would have gutted enforcement of the Johnson Amendment by allowing churches and other 501c3 organizations to engage in partisan politicking um, as long as it was a, quote, de minimis amount of money uh, or uh, as part of their regular course of business. Now, neither of those terms were defined in the original version that passed the House, um, but this was excluded from the final version because the Senate parliamentarian ruled that this change did not have a uh, an impact on revenues or taxes um, and was uh, had nothing to do with uh, the budget, um, that its impact on bu- the budget uh, by actually increasing the deficit um, was a uh, side effect, essentially, or not the primary effect um, of the legislation, um, and, and therefore could not be included in the bill and still be 
only subjected to a 50 vote threshold um, that is required or that is that is permissible during this process called reconciliation. Uh, this uh, passage or this provision in the bill that would have allowed churches to uh, wade into partisan politics uh, would have required that the bill need a 60 vote threshold um, to overcome a filibuster. Um, so it has been left out of the final package um, and is not being um, included as part of the reform. Now, this is obviously a huge win for those of us who um, have opposed changes to the Johnson Amendment. Um, and it's important to note that that isn't just atheist organizations. Um, this is the wider nonprofit community, including the National Council of Nonprofits, um, and a number of uh, good government and, and sort of government transparency groups have also opposed um, changes to the Johnson Amendment because of the implications that it would have on uh, transparency in elections. Um, the, the primary concern that many of us have in the atheist community is that allowing nonprofits, and, including churches, um, to engage in, in partisan politics would be uh, a terribly misguided um, approach because churches, by nature of the type of um, organization they are, do not have to file full financial disclosures um, like we do, uh, the IRS Form 990. They don't have to disclose who their donors are. They don't have to disclose what they're spending. They don't have to do any of that. And allowing them to engage in politics, even if it's a quote-unquote de minimis amount of money, you have no way of checking that. Um, and that's been the the concern that we've had from the beginning um, about the way that this is is framed. It's much easier just to say, don't do politics, <laughs> don't do electoral politics if you're a nonprofit. Um, and and to be fair to churches as well, the vast majority of them didn't want this change. It's a it's a very um, small group um, of far right religious groups um, that already do politics, that already do politicking, that simply want the ability to do it in a tax deductible way, um, and want to be able to shield their donors from disclosures. Um, that's those are the groups who are, have been pushing this. Um, and the, these are groups like the Alliance Defending Freedom, um, groups like the Family Research Council and Focus on the Family. Um, these groups that have tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars, um, and, and already are free to engage in um, on issues and, and in some cases to even endorse candidates, um, certainly in their uh, individual capacities of their leaders, they are certainly allowed to do that. Um, you, you see that all the time um, with, with folks like um, Jerry Falwell Jr. And, and the leadership of um, the Family Research Council like Tony Perkins. Um, they feel completely fine with endorsing candidates, and they are allowed to do so as individuals. What they're not allowed to do is spend their tax-exempt, tax-deductible money on boosting these candidates, and that's what they want to do. Um, so this is, again, a huge win. Um, this is something that we've been fighting on for the entire year. Um, and while it is a win, it is only a temporary win um, because we know that the next attempt will be through the appropriations process uh, where, and I've mentioned this before, um, there will be attempts to insert what are called riders to the appropriations bill where uh, the appropriations bill will say uh, to the IRS, okay, you have, you know, however many millions of dollars to spend on enforcement, 
Uh, that's the we're appropriating that money for you. But the rider will say none of the money that we've appropriated to the IRS can be used to enforce the following provision. Um, this was in the House version of the appropriations bill. Um, it was, uh, I believe it was Section 116 of the Financial Services and Gover General Government Appropriations Committee's uh, bill uh, giving money to the IRS. Um, we have not yet seen a version of the appropriations bill come out of the Senate. Uh, we're still waiting on that, and we're gonna, and we're still fighting uh, behind the scenes, working to um, ensure that the Senate doesn't include that in their appropriations bill. Um, it's much easier to um, make it politically unpopular to in, include this in a in a bill in the Senate. Um, and, you know, than it is to strip it out later. Um, these are the sorts of things that once they're in there are very hard to remove um, once it's been passed and once it's been signed through both both houses of Congress. Um, so if we can keep it out of the Senate version, which is what we're trying to do right now, um, we will um, have another small victory for a time. Uh, but we have to remember this is the this is the the big thing that was promised by President Trump uh, to the evangelical community um, the, the, especially the leaders who endorsed him and the, uh, politically active religious right. The, this is the big ticket, one of the big ticket items that was promised to them. Um, and so th this isn't just going to stop because it, it failed this one time. Uh, speaking of the religious right, I'm sure everyone by now has seen the news, uh, that Roy Moore, uh, the twice removed from the bench state court judge, uh, in Alabama, lost his Senate bid to Democrat Doug Jones uh, by somewhere between somewhere around one and a half points, about 21,000, 22,000 votes, uh, well outside the margin for an automatic recount um, or any recount for that matter, uh, but has so far refused to concede. Um, on Thursday, Roy Moore released a video um, explaining his decision to um, not drop out of the race. Um, and in that four minute video, um, sounded much more like a preacher, um, giving a fire and brimstone sermon than a, a Senate candidate. In fact, uh, in the video, he's actually wearing a lapel pin that is a Latin cross, which is, uh, really what we need for our elected officials. Obviously, um, one of the best quotes in it, um, is quote today. We are no long, we no longer recognize the universal truth that God is the author of our life and Liberty abortion, sodomy, and materialism have taken the place of life liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, end quote. It sounds like uh, Roy Moore is taking his uh, speaking cues from the Westboro Baptist Church. Um, that's all the time I have for this week. Uh, for more information about our work uh, or to become a member and make a, a, a tax-deductible year-end contribution, uh, please visit www.atheists.org slash donate. Um, also, to register for our national convention, which is coming up March 30th to April 1st in Oklahoma City, uh, please visit atheists.org slash convention 2018. Again, that's atheists.org slash donate to make your year-end contribution and atheists.org slash convention 2018 uh, for more information about our upcoming national convention. Thanks so much, and we'll talk to you next time.